Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We come to the recovery greetings and the living word of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Spirit of living God is bestowed upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings. God has sent me to Let us pray. Everlasting Father, King of glory, ancient of days, the I am that I am, we bless you. We thank you for coming to this world to save sinners. Thank you for the victory on the cross of Calvary. May your name be praised forever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you for the testimony of the past one of this broadcast. Father, in this part two of the topic, please glorify your name. Let all of us embrace by reason of your words in this broadcast, genuine repentance that will give a heart to you for salvation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the power and the blood that washes sinners clean. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The topic of our message is, Jesus came to seek and save sinners, part two. Jesus came to seek and save sinners, part two. Our lead text is taken from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter one. We read verses 29 to 34. John chapter one, verses 29 to 34. I read, The next day, John said Jesus coming unto him, and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that it should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I come baptizing with water. Verse 32. And John, bear record, 
saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Brethren, last week we extensively discussed the target of Satan to man using sin as a potent instrument. Essentially, sin destroys the plan of God for man. It destroys the joy, the fellowship, the right and expectations of man from God. It is my prayer that from today, God will grant us all the power to overcome sin and the originator of sin, Satan himself. Every burden of sin that has created negative consequences on our lives will be lifted today and our lives will receive liberty. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. In order to confirm the purpose for which Jesus Christ was sent to the world, John the Baptist was sent by God ahead of Christ's arrival. He clearly stated his purpose. This is what we read in the late passage. John chapter 1 verse 29, which reads, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This was to disabuse the mind of those who were expecting a king for the Jews, who will come and reign with the authority of a ruler. The purpose of giving Jesus Christ to the world remains to save the world from sin and Satan. He came to show us the way of the Lord. His teachings and messages were consistent with calling sinners to shun the deceit of the devil and come to repentance of old sins, forsake them, and seek forgiveness. These steps, when genuinely pursued, will restore man to his original design by God. Sin is like a virus in computer which will require an antivirus to clean and protect against reinfection. Christ offered his blood as a permanent cleanser for man. The question can be asked, who will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ? Who will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ? Number one, those who volunteer themselves those who volunteered themselves for cleansing. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Just like we read about Zacchaeus last week, who climbed the tree, Along the way of Christ, anyone including you and I who seek Christ will be saved. There is no race or color discrimination. 
Jesus died for humanity. And it's in the case of Zacchaeus. The people around were disappointed because they thought like other VIP today in church heads do. They visit big men in the neighborhood, not sinners. Jesus went and dined with a tax collector. This was because the tax collector had made up his mind to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. He overcame his deficiency of short stature by climbing the tree on his pathway. Remember that tax collectors are usually rich. He humbled himself by honoring God. You too can humble yourself today. Forget your riches and possessions. You will leave them one day. Christ sees your soul as being more precious than any earthly possessions. He died to save you. He doesn't want you to perish. Please, open the door of your heart and he will come in and wash your heart clean. Number two, those who desire a change of life. Those who desire a change of life. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Many people in their search for fame, success, power, money, promotion, and so on, have tried politics. They failed. Some have tried hard work. It has not worked out. Some have joined cults. And there is no difference. Jesus is offering himself as the solution to your struggles. He created you and has the original manual to operate your life. To overcome the troubles and challenges of life, which diverts our attention from God, we need to retrace our steps by going back to our maker. He is the only one that can give us peace of mind. The battle for our soul is between Satan and the Holy Spirit. We need to choose who we want to surrender to. Holy Spirit will arise and devil is no match for the Holy Spirit. We, however, must first of all submit to the Spirit of God before he can do that. Once he takes over the battle of our lives, our yoke becomes lightened. Number three. The lost sheep who need help to return home and are ready to surrender to God. The lost sheep who need help to return home and are ready to surrender to God. Wow. The story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 20 is a classical example of those who retrace their steps to their God after an experience of folly. Luke chapter 15 in verse 17, it says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. In verse 18, he says, I will arise 
and go to my father, and we say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19 says, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And finally, in verse 20, he says, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Verses 17 and 20 are the most striking of these verses. My brethren, you too can come to a point in your life where you will say, I will arise. And you will actually arise. That moment should be now and today. Tomorrow could be too late. That's why Christ came to die for you. He cannot do more than that. Please take that decision now to renounce all devilish living and embrace the Lord God's new life given to you today. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. A new life is given free to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There cannot be a new you without a totally new character and a new behavior. You can do it, and it's the best decision that you can make today. If you examine these three categories of people, none was forced. They all came back home to have a choice of their life, choosing life over death. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Even Paul, on his way to Damascus, was not forced. His arrest was to draw his attention to what he was doing against the gospel. Just like this message is being used today to draw your attention to your status as a sinner. You can change or remain adamant. The choice is yours. I pray that you will choose life. Christ did not come to judge or rule the world in his first coming. He came as a friend and as an advocate to save us. He offered himself as a token sacrifice for the sins of the world, especially those who acknowledge and accept him for salvation of their soul. Before Christ, animals were being sacrificed for remittance of sin. Imagine killing daily about 50 rams to cover your 50 sins. This would be almost impossible. This practically means Nobody will be free from the burden of sin. Christ came as the Lamb of God, which is the only acceptable remittance for sin. This is a great sacrifice. It covers for the sins of generations. 
This is not, however, a license to keep sinning and asking for forgiveness. No. That's making a mockery of his death and resurrection. It is called nailing Christ the second time. That's taking the position of Judas. I don't want to be part of that. Neither should you be. Choose life, my brethren. Congratulations. As you have chosen salvation instead of condemnation. Your name has been written in the book of life. You are now part of the great agenda of Christ. In John chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be. I pray that we will not miss out in our place of everlasting life, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. want to thank you for your patience and interest in listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed. Please help share with others. You can also listen to this message and the previous ones through our podcast streaming codenamed Voice of Trinity. God bless you richly. Amen. mighty name of Jesus Christ, our loving Father and our God, we appreciate you for the inspiration of this message. Thank you for saving us from the claws of devil and its consequences of death and destruction. Thank you for offering us everlasting life through your death and resurrection. Father, we pray that as many that have given their lives to you, you will keep strengthening them. They will overcome death and failure. You will write their names in the book of life. Anytime they call upon you, Lord, you will answer them. You will fight their battles and grant them victory on all sides. Thank you, everlasting Father, for we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.